What's up? Welcome back to Microfamous. We're talking about three questions to sharpen your message and attract the right people. And the reason I want to talk about this today is because the online space is never going to get less crowded than it is right now. Uh, you're never going to have fewer competitors. Everything is going to get more cluttered. Everything is going to get more fractured more fragmented people's attention spans are going further and further down and so this is the reality of the world that we live in you know as much as i love to read and i wish other people loved to read and that people had nice long attention spans sadly that is not reality that we live in right now and so if you really want to cut through the noise especially as an introvert you know it's one thing to break through the noise the gary v way with just sheer volume right you just show up more often and louder than than other people uh you know big abrasive style uh lots of cuss words you know we're not talking about cutting through the noise that way you know if you're an introvert that's probably not your personality and so the question is how do you as an introverted expert how do you cut through the noise without being bombastic personality driven and just showing up louder and more often than your competitors well to me this is this is the direction that you want to go is to cut through the noise with an idea that is so clear, razor sharp clear, and compelling that when the right person hears that idea, they cannot unhear it. It absolutely changes their perspective. They, they are forced to learn more. They're forced to investigate. They're forced to deal with it because once they hear that idea, they cannot unhear it. So I want to give you three questions to kind of get you closer to uncovering that clear and compelling idea. To me, if you're going to deliver any kind of a message, it all has to be based around at its core, that one thing, the clear and compelling idea. And so as you go, go in terms of, you know, sharpening your message, you know, it's not about necessarily the words that are, that are used to deliver it. And I'll talk more about that in a second. You really want to get down to the core of what the idea is. So that's what these three questions are designed to do is to help you get to that clear and compelling idea so that when you deliver a message, it's sharp and it's compelling to the right people. So here's the question number one, who are the right people for you? And to me, that's the critical decision before you can really do anything else. If you don't know who you're speaking to, or you're speaking to too many different types of people, you'll never really uncover an idea that is so clear and compelling that it speaks deeply to them. And this is what gets a lot of experts into trouble right off the bat, which is their ideal client is just someone who's willing and enthusiastic to pay. And that's kind of all they, all they know. That's all the further they, they look into it. It's like, look, if somebody shows up with a check and they're excited to work with me, I'm excited to work with them. And they're, they're an ideal client. It's like, well, not really. <laughs> an ideal client is not only someone who's willing and enthusiastic to pay, but also someone for whom you can get really good results. Uh, someone who takes your advice, someone who respects the level of expertise that you've built. And when you say something, they actually listen and they put it into practice. Um, you know, if you're a business coach and someone signs up for your coaching, but then they don't turn around and do anything that you say, like, yeah, they wrote you a check, but they weren't an ideal client. You can't, you know, you can't use their, their results as an example of, of your coaching effectiveness. You're not going to get any testimonial or referrals from them. You know, that's not an ideal client just because they, they wrote a check. If they didn't go and do anything that you said, they're not a good coaching client. So what, what you really want to look at is who are the people that you can get the best results for? Who are the people you want to spend all your time with? Who are the people that when you work with them, they get amazing results and they talk about you and they give you testimonials and they refer people to you? Who are those folks? That's the right people. If you can start to narrow that down, then it leads you closer to being able to come up with a, a very, very 
clear and compelling idea for them. So the question number one is, who are your right people? And that might involve giving up a portion of the people that you could serve in order to serve a smaller portion of the audience that you are best equipped to serve, that you most enjoy serving, right? So the key to that is not only just deciding you know, who are the right people, but giving up a portion of your audience so that you can speak more deeply to the right people. And I'll, I'll talk about that some other time in another podcast episode and kind of go deeper on that element of it. But a lot of people with this, the ideal client thing, they make the mistake of, oh, well, my ideal client is anyone who is willing and enthusiastic to pay. It's like, you have, you've got to dig deeper than that, right? Dig deeper than that. And once you come to the understanding really of who the right people are and what their problems are and what their challenges are and how you can help and how you can get them results, then you're equipped to kind of move on to the second question. So the second question is, what is the core idea of your business in one to two sentences of plain English? Can a five-year-old understand the one to two sentences that, that describe the core idea of your business? So a good way to think about this is to cut out any what I would call puffery, you know, ego, hard-hitting, fancy words, um, words that in themselves, you know, sound cool, you know, explosive, dominating, you know, like those kind of, kinds of words, um, you know, like in the expert world, uh, I guess dominating is a good example because it's a very masculine word. Uh, there's a lot of words like that that are used in copywriting, and it doesn't change the core idea of what's being communicated. They're just adjectives that just describe something explosive dynamic speaker. It's like, okay, great. So you've got, a, you've got, basically all I know about you is you have a big personality. Um, and sometimes there, and there's absolutely a place for that. But what you want to do to really see if you have a very clear and compelling idea is strip away all of that puffery, any ego words, any hard hitting fancy words, strip all that stuff out and see what you're left with. Go for clarity first before you go and try to be compelling. Because what, what should be compelling is the core idea, not those add-on adjective type of words and fancy copywriting. If you can't explain to an ideal client in one or two sentences of plain English what you do and get the reaction that you want, it's like, go back to the drawing board, right? You're not there yet. So if you find yourself reaching for those, you know, those extra words, that's an indication that you may not have the right idea yet, right? The, the core idea of your business isn't compelling enough as it is, which is why you're reaching for those extra words. You know, a lot of times in the, um, let's say in the world of like info marketing and stuff like that, where there's so much competition, it becomes a game to see who can make the biggest claims, who can, who can use the most outrageous terms, who can make the, the biggest offer, the most irresistible offer. And I have no, nothing wrong with the concept of an ir irresistible offer. But what makes an offer irresistible isn't, you know, the copywriting around it necessarily. The, the best, you know, irresistible offer is something that you could describe to someone without all of those extra words and they grasp it immediately and they go, holy cow, I didn't know that that was an option. Tell me more. And that's, that's the, that brings us to the third point, which is you ask yourself, what happens when people hear my idea in its plainest form? If you tell someone if you tell, especially if it's your, your kind of ideal client, if you're talking to them and you tell them what the idea of your business is in one to two sentences of plain English, and it doesn't grab their attention, again, back to the drawing board. Because the reaction that we're going for is, wow, I didn't know that was even an option. I, I, how do I learn more? Like, tell me more. Do I need to jump on a call? Like, do, how do I learn more? Do you have a book? Do you have a podcast? It, but it should start with, 
wow, <laughs> right? You should get that kind of a reaction when you tell somebody what you do or what your company does. It should be, wow, I didn't know that that existed. Tell me more about that. So when you are describing what your business does, and this is different from an elevator pitch, right? An elevator pitch is that perfectly crafted, you know, copywritten statement of what your business does. And the problem with having an elevator pitch, it's, it's, it's a good thing to have, but it isn't the actual idea of your business. It's just one way to express it. An elevator pitch is about the expression of the idea. What I'm getting at with the clear and compelling idea is that the core idea, the core concept, just the idea of your business should be that compelling. This one, it's, ex it's expressed in plain English in one to two sentences. When the right person hears it, you should get an immediate smack in the face, wow kind of reaction. You shouldn't have to put it into a perfectly crafted, copywritten elevator pitch in order to get that reaction, right? The core idea of your business should get that reaction. Imagine somebody getting hold of an iPod for the first time. You know, think about the light bulb that goes off in their head when they hold that thing in their hands and go, oh, wow, like this thing has never existed before. Like that is the reaction that Apple, you know, the second generation of Apple was built on, right? The, uh, the iPod led to the iPhone and the iPhone got the same reaction. Then we had the iPad, all that other stuff. Each of those products were so amazing that they got that kind of wow reaction. They were building something that was worthwhile and the core idea of an iPod was, was clear and compelling in and of itself. When you described it, you know, Steve Jobs later came up with the thousand songs in your pocket. Like that's an elevator pitch. Like it was a slick, interesting way of describing what, that, what the iPod was and what problem it solved. That's an elevator pitch. The clear and compelling idea is this is a, you know, an MP3 player that can hold a thousand songs in one place with an amazingly simple, intuitive interface design. You know, like that's, that's putting it more into like plain English. Like that's the, the description of what it actually is, what the core idea of the iPod was. That's a lot different than an elevator pitch. So it's not about the copywriting. It's not about the puffery. It's not about the ego-driven, hard-hitting, fancier words and adjectives that are added into the statement of what your business does. When you're looking for that clear and compelling idea that speaks really, really deeply to the right people, you should be able to put it into a couple of sentences of plain English and get that holy cow reaction. So that's what you're really, really looking for. When you talk about sharpening your message and attracting the right people, to me, that's what it takes. It takes that clear and compelling idea that you can come back to over and over and over again, because it's not about it being perfectly expressed. It's not about it being copywritten by somebody that makes $1,000 an hour. It's about, did you create something that's so interesting, so clear, so compelling that solves a big valuable problem for real people that they turn around and go, holy cow, I didn't know that existed. How can I learn more about that? So that's the goal. If you're an introverted expert, that should be the goal to me is to move in that direction. Continue to refine the idea of your business. Continue to refine how clear it is. Continue to make it more compelling. Until you get to the point where when you describe your business in a couple of sentences of plain English to an ideal client, their only reaction is, wow, I didn't know that that was an option. How can I learn more about that? And if we get that kind of reaction, then the things that we do online are going to be much more effective. And when we speak online on podcasts, whether it's our own or somebody else's or we're doing social media posts, whatever the case is, 
when, when all of that content that we put out revolves around that clear and compelling idea, that's what actually cuts through the noise, at least for, especially for an introvert. So that it becomes less about your personality and less about the copywriting and less about the ego and less about the puffery and less about the, you know, all these explosive, dynamic, incredible words that people use to describe something. And it becomes about the reality of what the service or, or your business actually is and what you do for people. That should be the core of your success and what cuts through the noise online is what your business actually does and how you get results for the right people. So when the right people hear that and see that online, it cuts through the noise naturally because it speaks to them at a much deeper level. I'll give you an example from one of my clients. Uh, he built a seven-figure real estate team that he ran in a couple of hours a week. You know, He's gone on to start uh, other businesses since then, but that was his core idea that got a lot of his early attention. Now, the question becomes, you know, can you do that in every market and all this stuff? But in the early days, when we were just kind of getting him attention, what really cut through the noise was he didn't try to appeal to everybody. He wasn't going after all of the real estate community. He wasn't even, definitely wasn't trying to speak outside the real estate community. He didn't talk to all salespeople. He didn't talk to all business owners. His clear and compelling idea was, I built a seven-figure real estate business where I was able to exit the daily operations and reduce my role to the point where I managed the entire business and netted seven figures working only two hours a week. That's just a couple of sentences of plain English but if you get that message in front of the right person who's working 70 hours a week, making a fraction of that money, their only reaction was, "Are wow, really? Serious? Okay, that, that I've got to find out more about that. Either he's a total fake or he knows something that I don't know. He has something I don't have. And guess what? That built a multi-six-figure coaching consulting business in just a couple of years because of the power of that idea. That idea was so clear and compelling that that idea cut through the noise. It got him attention. It got him booked on podcasts. It drove, drove the success of his own podcast. It, it laid the groundwork for all the things that became the success of the business. And uh, it came from really identifying who the right people were. It was very tempting in the early days to speak to all real estate agents or even to speak to all salespeople, but that wouldn't have cut through the noise. By shrinking the audience of people he was speaking to, he was able to speak to them more deeply with an idea that was more clear and more compelling. And to me, that's part of the, the whole reason for, my, for writing the book, Microfamous, for the podcast, for everything that we do under the Microfamous brand is that the idea that, look, if you actually want to cut through the noise and you want to gain attention that converts into sales, it's better to shrink the audience of people that you're speaking to so that you can come up with a message that speaks to them more deeply and more powerfully. So that's why it starts with understanding who are the right people, then understanding the core idea of your business and describing it in a couple of sentences of plain English, and then watching for the reaction. Are you getting the reaction of, wow, I didn't know that was an option, tell me more, right? And you keep iterating and keep iterating and keep iterating until you get that reaction. Then you've got something that'll cut through the noise, and then you've got something that you can build a business around. Until then, keep iterating. That would be my message for the, the show today, is keep asking those three questions over and over again. Who are the right people? What is the core idea of my business? And what happens when the right people hear that idea in its plainest form? Do I get the reaction that I should? And if not, keep iterating, keep evolving, keep pushing, keep asking those questions, keep getting closer, keep sharpening that message. Because when that message is really, really sharp and it's based around a razor sharp, clear and compelling idea, that speaks deeply to the right people, that's when you can actually cut through the noise and build an expert business without 
being the Gary V of the world. So that's what I've got for you today. Uh, ask these three questions to sharpen your message and attract the right people. Hope that was valuable. We'll see you on the next episode.